Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Mexico Open. Joining me to break it all down, mi amigo, Kyle Porter. Hello, KP. <laughs> Hello, RG. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think if you were a professional golfer, let's say you're on the PGA Tour. Great. Do you think you'd be more fit or less fit than you are right now? How are we defining fit fitness? Um, yeah, that's 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 the question, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, We're talking how fast could I run a mile? Are we talking about body fat percent? Are we talking like what are we talking? Yeah, we're talking about conditioning. So, like, how fast you can run a five k. Uh, body fat percentage and like just general physique, like how you look. I would hope I'd be more fit, but I think that I I do think a lot of it is, I mean, I'm going to be walking or riding a lot, which I don't know if that's like super helpful in, in 5k stuff. And I imagine I'm going to be doing a lot of like flexibility instead of lifting. I imagine I'm going to be, uh, practicing a lot, which is not necessarily directly in line with like fitness. So, but, but at the same time, I think it's like, wow, you're, you're playing for a lot of money. You have a lot on the line. You should be doing all of these things in addition to practicing. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go more fit. Yeah, I think it's close though. I mean, listen, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but like I try to work out a lot, and you know. So here's bang out five k now. Do it. I'll go. I'll go bang out a five k right now. What could you run it in? Oh God, what's it? Three point two miles. Three point one. All right. I don't know if this is a good number or not, but I just think realistically, I could run right now. Um. I'm going to say eight minute miles. So like 24 and something. Okay. Uh, I, I think the counter to what you're saying, and I think I might go actually less fit is because travel and the, the food, like I was reading uh, Eric Van Royen's quotes today and he's like, yeah, I'm going to have a margarita in my hands at some point this afternoon, yeah. which I am as well. Uh, after we get off this podcast, but he, 
it's it's so much like this sounds ridiculous but it's so much harder for me to access that than for him and it's still very easy for me to like go to a friend's house and have a margarita but at every place these guys go to they're catered to they're given things traveling is really hard at least for me like health wise um i think i might go less i think getting out of my routine would be hard i'm i'm very bad when i travel same like i especially going through airports i'm like oh is that place selling slices of pizza <laughs> you know what i mean just like oh this every time i walk by a place that sells a slice i'm i'm eating a slice of pizza yeah uh, airport's like a time warp yeah everything goes it's like yeah. living in vegas and there's no rules so the other thing is um they're at Tory. When you stay at that hotel on site, you basically like you stay next to all the players and the amount of DoorDash that they that you when you walk out the next morning and there is like DoorDash outside every door as trash for all of these guys. Like that's all they're doing all all year long. Yeah, they're bored. They have a lot of money. Like, I think it's I think it's it's easier to stay fit when you have wealth, but it's also harder to eat healthy. I think uh, there's like a sweet spot for like eating healthy. You, you have to make like some money, but not too much of it, right? You can't, you can't make so little that you're eating junk, but then so much. And you're like, well, I can just buy, I can just eat anything. The, the money allows you to like double and triple down on what you want to do. Like if you want to eat healthy, great that's available to you in any sense but if you just want to have convenience of in and out every night or of whatever else like that's available to you too and you can try everything right it's crazy i didn't even think about all that the, the yeah. food on the road would be a problem for me totally yeah Oof. so anyway i'm sure that's what people came for anyway eric van royen who probably at this point has margarita in hand probably has a couple in his belly Went out this morning and fired a 69 to follow up his Thursday 63. It was a little bit of treading water. Uh, he was even par through his first 11 holes and even even par KP through his first 14. He did add two late birdies on six and seven to get double digits under par. He is now 10 under for the event, which as we speak is a tie for fourth one shot off the lead. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think he's in a good spot, right? Uh, I think if you look after two rounds, he's top three or four from tee to green, and the guys ahead of him, I, I, it's an interesting breakdown at the very top, at, at least at the time we're talking right now, the the, the very top three. So uh, Matt Wallace, Sammy Valamaki, and Alvaro, um, what's his last name? Ortiz. Ortiz. I was thinking I, I turned it on. I was like, Carlos Ortiz is back. <laughs> not not Carlos Alvaro. Uh, they're, they're all top five in putting. But then the next three guys. So EVR, your boy, Jake Knapp, or was it Greg's boy? No, I hope he's my boy. I love that guy. OK, your, your boy, Jake Knapp. And then who was somebody right behind them? They were all top five from T to green. So I EVR is not leading the tournament, but man, I, I think I would really like to be in the spot that he's in going into the weekend. I was happy with how he finished that round because yeah. it could have very easily have been a 63 making two Eagles, which you've never done before in your career and then go out and shoot a 73. And he did not let that happen. So I was, I was very um, pleased with the way that he wrapped up that round. Yeah. 
It was great. And, you know, he talked afterwards. He was like, it's so hard to golf is just so hard. And it's he was like, I felt better today than I did yesterday. And I shot 63 yesterday and shot 69 today. So I, I, he's a great ball striker, man. He He's so good uh, on his approaches. His I mean, we didn't talk yesterday, but his approach play yesterday was just sick. I mean, it was just awesome. So I think EVR, I don't know if. I don't think he's the favorite. I think Matt Wallace is, but I, I wouldn't. I, you could talk me into him being the favorite right now. Speaking of Matt Wallace, one of the best rounds of the day, a six under 65 to go with his Thursday 66. And this came in in a flurry. So he played his second nine, which is the front nine of the golf course in three birdies and an Eagle. That is five under par. That is a 30. And Matt Wallace is one of the three tied at the top of the board. Yeah, he played great. I mean, the t going two, three, three is always, always good, but you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this, him and EVR. I, I just categorize them exactly the same. They're like that best player outside the top 50 in the world right like they just live there and sometimes they'll get inside the top 50 sometimes they'll fall to 90 or whatever but they just reside in like that i'm the best out of the tier whatever tier you want to put them in tier four guys and they just they make a living i mean they make a great living there so i, I think it's interesting i i very much think of them as being not stylistically the same but performance wise i just think of them like almost exactly the same alvaro ortiz seven not carlos under, not carlos seven under 64 tied for the round of the day with kevin doherty who moved up 79 spots we won't talk about him but we'll talk about ortiz kp this would be the first time if he were to go on and win this that a mexican player has won the Mexican Open since, do you know the answer to this? I, I think it was uh, like the 60s or 70s. No, it wasn't. It was Alvaro Ortiz like three years ago. Oh, oh, because it wasn't a PGA Tour event. Yeah, I know. That was kind of like a double trick question. Yeah, that's. Uh... But in the history of this event, there have not been a lot of Mexican champions. Yeah, because uh, the the uh, like didn't didn't a bunch of PGA Tour guys used to go down there, even though it wasn't a tour event. Yeah, Al like, didn't won the first four of them. Didn't Trevino used to go down there? Yeah, he won it at least twice. Stuart Sink has won it twice. Fred Funk, Jay Haas, um, Frank Nabolo has won it. That's sweet. Austin Smotherman. Yeah, that's so a, just that's, that's a, Mexicans. Cool history. Uh, great card here. 31-33. I mean, that's that's dirty. But again, you know, those top three, it's like tons of made putts. And you're like, okay, you know, we'll see. It'd be, it'd be a really cool story, actually. I, I, the PGA Tour has not had, kind of low-key, not had a, like a ton of great storylines this year. I think this would be right up there, especially in kind of a down, non-signature week. Anytime a player wins their own national open yes i'm in totally especially somebody who's what, what is he in the world i mean Stand he up. is six nine six sixty nine yeah he's 427 on data golf mm -hmm. he's t98 on the corn ferry tour i mean he doesn't 
he's missed his three of his last four cuts on the on the corn ferry not the pga tour he's won each of his last two mexican tour events I, I see that the copa simsa patros i mean the l jaguar golf open presented by somebody i mean these are i know you were tuned in but nobody else was uh the final man in that trio is sammy valamaki it is a four under 67 it's kind of a wild card. He had three three bogeys in route to that 67 KP. Uh, Valamaki's OWGR is, is, is much better. It's just outside top 100 in the world. He plays primarily on the DP World Tour. We're getting a collection of PJ guys, Corn Ferry guys, DP World Tour guys, Mexican Tour guys. Like all everybody just converging this week at Vidanta Vallarta. Yeah, I'm kind of into to, to him. He's kind of a character. He's a big he guy. Was, he was talking about uh, how he's a better skater than his buddy that plays in the NHL. He's from he's from Finland. I mean, I'm sure there I'm sure everybody there plays hockey growing up. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm I could be into him winning this weekend. Well, uh, those are the three top. Wallace, Valamaki, Ortiz. We've got a couple of big names just wrapping up right now, putting a little pressure on the top of the leaderboard. We are going to talk about the afternoon wave. We will look at the betting odds. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tony Finau just wrapped up his round KP. That's uh, he was basically the last shot before coverage went off air. He made an eagle on 18, playing it unconventionally from another fairway. He made an eagle on 12 as well. So a pair of eagles on this card. He did make one sloppy bogey on 14, and he had that ugly double yesterday. I mean, this I know you could say this about everybody in the field, but like very easily, he should be three or four shots better. Yeah, I uh, I was on HQ last night and Joe Musso kind of asked me expectations for Finau and I was like, man, he, this is very unscientific, but I love it when guys have a bad round because of one shot, mm -hmm. right? Just one bad, I mean, and it was a bad swing on Thursday. It was horrific. <laughs> uh, he deserved to lose like three strokes on that swing, not, not the two that he lost. But he bounced. I mean, he was uh, top five in the field and driving on Friday, just kind of like you would expect. So, you know, I said this on HQ. I think it kind of takes a perfect last three days to win it. But he could certainly finish in the top five. Yeah, well, he's T9 at the moment, and there's a log jam there. Uh, but, yes, it is very conceivable that he plays, you know, shoots another couple of 
67, 66s. I don't know what the with the weekend scoring is is going to look like. But yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that I've messed around with doing um, is is looking at players and doing their Olympic scoring, which would be just mm-hmm. about their worst hole and their best hole every single round. And then just kind of see who's the best or if if it's even any different than what you normally get takes a lot of computing power though because you have to like manually go through every single hole so like I, it's a long process but like finale if you did that this week i bet you finale would be probably at the top of board yeah the olympic scoring method right not golf but other sports w- well right yeah not olympic golf <laughs> yeah that would be that would be too did you see- go ahead did you see Mackenzie Hughes took off his shoes to play a shot off the carpet yesterday? Did I see that? Yes, I got tagged in it like <laughs> 30 times. That's why I didn't tag you in it because I assume someone else. Yes, play. yes. Uh where where are your how are your bets this week? Uh I have Joseph Bramlett top 30. So that's very live. I have uh Davis Thompson over Patrick Rogers, which I think is uh Rogers uh Thompson's at two under. Rogers is at six, so I'm gonna need a little help. And then I have Taylor Pendrith and Mad McNeely to win, so that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Pendrith missed the cut. I had him over Dietrich. Do I get credit for that, even though they both missed the cut? Dietrich withdrew. No, did I'm, he? No, no. Sorry, I was confusing him with uh, Cootie and Goddard. Well, no, the wrong Cootie. Here's Parker. Somebody. Yeah, Parker's still in, and he made the cut. I think he's like T48 or something. He is T forty nine. Forty eight. Yeah. Um uh, that one's kind of live. Hoygard and eh, got her up with Drew. Do I get Pendrith over Dietrich? I don't know how we normally do that. I know for like if it's like a wine bet, if they both miss the cut, you don't get it. Yeah, I you... don't know what we have done historically. I mean, listen, if it was up to me. Your golfer beat the other golfer. That's true. Uh, I also my best bet was Doug Gim top thirty, which I feel I feel good about. I feel we're in we're in a good spot there. Every time they cut to him, he's he's playing well. Yeah, and then I got uh, one and done as Hoygard, which God make a putt. He's hundred and thirteenth in putting. I God, I should have just played Jake Knapp. I loved Jake Matt this week. I Dude, he is he he is ripped. He's breaking like the reason he's even on my radar is because he's breaking all the stats. Yeah. Right? Like he's doing things you're not supposed to. He's driving at a billion miles. He's gaining across the board. He's got this super high upside, this super high floor. It's only like 10 rounds this year, 12 rounds that he's played, but that's why he's even on my radar is because he's smashing every stat category. Yeah, he he's got like Brooks's arms with one of the Hoygard's physiques. Like he's like lean and like huge. He also has a half mullet. Yeah, he he. I might be into him too. Well, as of right now, we've got two holes to play. He's seven under through sixteen, which is uh, tied for round of the day. Seven under is is round of the day. He's got two holes to play: a par three and a par five he is tied for the lead because he is going nuts right so, yeah jake jake knapp is very very good. yeah he's uh 
he's the reason I had to rewrite this gamer that I already wrote. So glad for that. Sick. Thanks, Jake Knapp. Let's see the betting favorites because I bet you we're going to see a familiar name. There they are. Jake there Knapp. There we are. Plus 260. EVR, Matt Wallace, Sammy Valamaki, all five and a half to one. Alvaro Ortiz at 12. And if you think Tony Finau can chase them all down, 17 to one. Uh, love EVR here. And I love, I kind of like Finau here. I think I mean, he's, he's, he's got to be perfect. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. How many guys does he have ahead of him? He's only got eight ahead of him. Yeah, but there's like 15 tied with him. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, God, that water ball just, just killing me. Um, yeah, I like EVR over Nap. I, I, I mean, I, I, I probably enjoy watching Nap better, but for the purpose of this exercise and and the numbers that they're at, I probably probably go EVR there. Uh, I like Wallace. I think still, he's he's a winner. He wins. Yep. And I like him on past Palum. He finished in a flurry today. He's got. He's losing. He's losing off the tee, but he's been great everywhere else. Just keep it in play. Just don't hit it in the water, and I don't care what you do off the tee. So. I'll be interested to see what he does the rest of the week. How is how is Ortiz only 12? He's not going to win this tournament. He I I'm actually I agree with you. I'm I'm surprised. Usually that that guy, the guy yeah. with zero status, the guy who is the 36 hole leader 20, or, 25. Yeah. V Vegas doesn't even bat an eye. Yeah. I wonder if it's I know it's at a different golf course, but if he's won this event before, if it's the connections to the air, I don't know. But I, I uh, that is surprisingly short. Bad field. Jo uh, producer Josh just asked if Finau goes 65-66 on the weekend, which is what he did last year. That's what, 11 under. So he'd be at, what's he at right now, eight? He's at six. He'd get the 17. Six. 17. Is that enough? Probably probably not, right? No. I mean, unless, unless, the, unless the scoring average is like – 71 but it's not going to be it's, it's yeah it's, no there's too many guys he yeah he, no it's two two basically two swings he's played himself out of this isn't that crazy yeah well and it, it, but deservedly so i mean you it, it's it's the the ball in the water yesterday did you see that swing it was Maybe the worst swing I've ever like. You said he deserved it. He absolutely deserved it. Like, <laughs> in the middle of the water, like wasn't even close. He had to take a drop in a bad spot. Like he deserved all of it. It was like uh, what's his name at the uh, at the PGA Championship. Uh, Mito. It was like Mito. That's what it. That's what it reminded me of. Like it, <laughs> the camera cut to where it, they thought it was going in, and it was like I. I don't even know if I saw where that. It was just the whole thing was was really strange. But obviously, he got it together today. The way he played eighteen was kind of hilarious. Did he? He didn't mean to do that. Um, I don't think he did. But I think as soon as it left his club face, he said he. He's like, oh, that's fine, and yeah. just acted like he meant to do that get it's it's one of those like get further left right yeah exactly right get past the tree line right yeah. keep going keep yeah. kick left yes yeah, yeah for sure all right kp um well we'll be back saturday night sunday night to recap everything else mexico but i think we're good here
Okay. Good luck with your 5K. <laughs> well, if I just go knock out a 5K right now. Do it. I did one yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's, uh, I hate running. Oh, it's I do too. And I can't do it. I'm, I, I I have to have like accountability from people. Like if if it, if I'm just left to my own devices, probably not going to run. So but who, if you, who held you accountable yesterday? Well, it's just two guys that I, two friends that I run with. So we, we, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if it's fun, but it's more fun than it would be if, if it was just by myself. And always, I'm always thrilled afterwards. I'm like, oh, glad I did that. But uh, yeah, you knock it out. Like first thing in the morning, you're like, God, the rest of my day is easy. That was the hardest thing I'll do. Exactly. Exactly. All right. See you same time or similar time on Saturday night and Sunday night. Big thanks. Producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter can be found on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) 